Hear now the word of God as it comes to us from the Gospel of John in the sixth chapter, verses 32 through 35, and I'm adding verse 53. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. All who come to me will never be hungry, and all who believe in me will never be thirsty. And from verse 53, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, there is no life in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I love bread. Actually, I adore bread. I could eat it all day long. And a meal without bread somehow just doesn't seem quite the same. As a bride, I learned to bake bread, and I loved that aroma a fresh baked bread coming out of the oven. The only thing I loved more was actually eating it when it came out. Bread. Bread sustains us. Bread nourishes us. Bread gives us strength for life. Bread was sacred in ancient times. Whenever you sat down at table and shared bread, it was a sacramental act. For in that act, You were offering one another trust and mutual responsibility and respect. And should you break bread with an enemy, it was a sign of reconciliation. Bread was important. And bread was important to the Hebrews. And if you recall the scripture that we heard earlier, They have been wandering now in the wilderness, oh, about 45 days or so. And the food, the bread that they brought with them from Egypt is no more. And they don't know where they can get bread in this wilderness. And like all hungry people, especially facing starvation, as their stomachs grumble, so do their mouths. And so they complain out bitterly to Moses and to God. But our loving God and his compassion hears us even in our complaining. And so God provided for his children. We are told manna from heaven, that it fell like dew on the ground and that it was a white, flaky substance that they could gather and they could bake bread with it. This bread was very special because there was always enough just for each person to be fully satisfied. If there was bread left on the, or manna left on the ground in the heat of the sun, it would melt. And if anyone thought, oh, I think I'll have a little snack later, that bread would go bad on them. It's really a great diet plan that God had in mind. So here they were, and God provided bread from heaven. 
this manna, and it was their journey bread for 40 years. Jesus knew the importance of bread. Jesus himself, when he is driven out into the wilderness following his baptism, and he fasts for 40 days, no food, Satan comes to him and he tempts him. First temptation, turn those stones into bread. But Jesus rebukes Satan. And he quotes Moses from Deuteronomy 8.3. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus taught his disciples, and us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus broke bread with friends. Jesus broke bread with sinners. Jesus taught that if we are kingdom people, we feed the hungry. We offer bread. And when we do, it is as if offering it to Christ. And Jesus had compassion on the crowds as they came to hear him teach. And in John chapter 6, the beginning verses record this wonderful miracle that Jesus performed when he saw the crowds and knew they were hungry, and he took five loaves and two fish, and he fed the 5,000 plus. Our scripture that we shared just a moment ago happens the day after that miracle. And the crowd is looking for more food. And so they come looking for Jesus and they find him in the synagogue in Capernaum. And Jesus perceives why they have come. He knows they want more miracles. They want more food, more of this new manna from heaven. And so Jesus begins to teach them And help them understand what is the meaning of that miracle. And he says, it wasn't Moses who provided this bread. It was my father. A very intimate reference to God. And then he goes on to say something very shocking. He says, I am the bread of life. Remember Moses at the burning bush? As God spoke to him, Moses said, Who are you? What is your name? And God says, I am who I am. For Jesus to use the name of God was his way of saying, I am the Messiah. I am the Son of God. I am the long-awaited, anointed one. I am the bread of heaven for you. But they didn't get it. In fact, Jesus has to go on a little bit further in his discourse. In verse 48, he repeats it. I am the bread of life. And again in verse 51, I am the bread of life. I wonder if he was feeling perhaps like a certain mother that I read about who had invited guests to dinner and they all sit down at the table and and she asked their six-year-old daughter to say the grace. Well, the little girl is a bit nervous about this, so she leans over to her mother and she says, Mommy, I don't know what to say. And her mother 
whispers back, Dear, just say what I say. So they all bowed their heads and folded their hands, and the little girl prayed, Lord, why on earth did I invite all these people to dinner? I wonder, I just wonder, if in his prayer time Jesus said, Father, why did I do that miracle for all these people? They don't get it. So he goes on to teach them more. And we come to verse 53, this difficult sounding verse that we kind of go, oh, I wish she hadn't used that one this morning. It is a hard saying for us. Jesus says, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. What does he mean by that? To understand it, we have to go back into the culture of Jesus' day. There was a saying that was used. It was kind of a gutsy, Aramaic idiom. When a man would come in from the fields exhausted from working from sunup to sundown, Having given his all that day, he might say, Today I have eaten my body and drunk my blood. Translation. I am worn out. I am tired and weary. It's as if my life has gone from me. I have worked so hard today. So don't talk to me. Just give me some dinner and let me go to bed. And Jesus was using this phrase to help them understand that it was the same for them when they felt like there was no life in them. He was the one they could come to. They could partake of him. You see, Jesus is our journey bread. He is nourishment for our souls. Jesus invites us to partake of him, to immerse ourselves in him so that we can be transformed, so that we can be renewed, so that we can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to go out and be Christ to the world. He invites us to be flesh and blood representatives, extensions of Jesus in the world. When we come to him, when we partake of his life and allow his life to come into us and we believe in him, then we become Christ for the world. And we begin to eat and drink deeply of God's kingdom. In the Near East, there is a custom. They don't like to use utensils when they eat. Because the belief is you don't want to put anything into your mouth that might defile you. So how do they eat their food? They usually have pita bread and they break off a piece and they use it to pick up their food. That's how they eat. Bread for them is not a side dish, but it is essential for the meal because they cannot get to the meal if they don't have bread. And I think Jesus is saying to us, unless we have him, the bread of life for us, how can we get to the real meat, 
the real meal, the real life with God. Holy Communion. We will come in a few minutes to this table and we will have a chance to partake in the bread of life and to drink of the cup of salvation. To once again come to Jesus, believe in him, partake of his life, his spirit, his personality, and let him live in us. Holy Communion is central to our faith because it is our remembrance of the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is the bread of life. It is central for us. And for John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, he said it is the primary means of God's grace in our lives. That's why I've always wondered, why isn't every pew filled on Communion Sunday? If we're hungry and we're thirsty for God, why aren't we here to partake and to have our souls fed? so that we can go back out into the world. That's why we offer communion not just on the first Sunday of the month, communion Sunday, but also every Sunday following every service and in the garden chapel on Wednesday evening so that we can continually be filled with this bread of life that is Jesus Christ. At the end of John 6, We are told that after this teaching, many turn away from Jesus. Why did they turn away? Perhaps for some of them, they just could not quite grasp what he was saying. They couldn't understand it. It was beyond them. And so they gave up. They turned away. Perhaps others turned away because they caught a glimpse, a glimpse of what life with Jesus might be like and would it call them to pay too big a price. Maybe they turned away because they kept coming to Jesus wanting the miracles, the healings, the teachings, all the blessings, all the good things that Jesus can give us. But they didn't want to give him their life. To follow him. What about us? Are we like them? Are sometimes Jesus' teachings a little bit too hard for us to grasp? Or we think the price is too high, the cost too greatly to follow him? Or we want Jesus for what he can do for us, but we're not sure we want to really give our lives him each of us must answer that question for ourselves but I pray I pray as we remember that Jesus is our journey bread that we will answer as the disciples answered Jesus saying Lord where would we go you have the words of eternal life